Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, we're speaking with Bo Bollinger, who is the Executive Director of Crab Sailing, which is Chesapeake Region Accessible Sailing, and the website is crabsailing.org. And I guess first things first, but congratulations on this facility. This has been a long time coming. Well, thank you, John. It, it certainly has, and uh, I wouldn't want to bore anybody with all of the, the details that go in with permitting and building uh, something of this size and scale in Annapolis. But in short, this was the second largest public-private partnership with the city of Annapolis over the last two years. Obviously, City Dock right. is the largest, but this uh, all-in cost was over $6 million, so uh, it cost $2.25 million to buy the marina, and then all of the work that went into it, we had, in essence, uh, about $3 million in public money, and CRAB raised from individual donors and, and foundations $3.2 million. So No easy feat. No, given the fact that Crab had about $20,000 in the bank in 2016 and operated from Sandy Point State Park, and now we are at this absolutely spectacular facility. Well, you are a state of the art, and I, one of, I wouldn't say, maybe one of a kind, but one of a few kind in the country. What is so cool about the world that we live in today is that when somebody was disabled 30 years ago, they were disabled. That's your life. Your life is over. You know, enjoy your wheelchair, um, your your crutches, your canes, whatever it may be. That's whole. We turn that all on end now, and there is so many ways that a, a physical disability is is an inconvenience at best. And you guys really exemplify that by being able to get folks that are disabled out on the water. It used to be a Sandy Point State Park with no real headquarters, right, so to speak of. Right. Uh, we're just going to meet out at the, let's meet at the park and go sailing. Uh, of course, you've had the boats that you had the lease there, and you've got specially adapted boats for people with different varying um, disabilities. And here, as I look out on Back Creek, you know, you've got floating docks. They're wide floating docks. They survived the recent flood and the snows and everything else. And You've got a picnic area, a pavilion, classrooms, and it, well done. Thank you. What was the driving force behind this? Obviously, I mean, to expand. I mean, you had, how many boats did you have at Sandy Point? Like, We had four in 2016, and then that was when the decision was is those 30-year-old-plus boats that Don Backey, our founder, had acquired uh, needed to be replaced. And so we worked with the Annapolis Yacht Sales and Beneteau to acquire a new fleet of uh, Beneteau First 22s, which we call 22As because we've made them adaptive. But um, Annapolis Yacht Sales and Rob Tayshoff gave us one boat, and Beneteau gave us one boat if we purchased four of them at cost, 
which is what we did. And uh, so we had a fleet of six boats, and then we had a chase boat that was tied up to the bulkhead and banging around, and we said, uh, the board did, we need to find another place because this is it. This is all we can do here at Sandy Point. And if we want to get bigger or better, we got to find a new home. And you guys were pretty much, uh, I guess, packed up with, I mean, there was, a, there was a need for it at Sandy Point State Park. I mean, we are, you know, we're kind of in the, the crux of, uh, we've got Walter Reed. I mean, we look at some of the military, disabled military, you've got Walter Reed, you've got a number of different uh, VA hospitals and stuff around here. Uh, much less just folks in, in the community that have varying disabilities. And the disabilities that you guys can deal with range from a variety of, I mean, you've got mobility issues where you've got, you know, amputees versus, um, you know, I, I guess somebody that may have, you know, serious heart issues. Right. Cancer, Down syndrome, autism, um, neurological disorders, um, the whole gamut. Uh, the thing that makes this place special and why it's important to the city of Annapolis and actually the entire Chesapeake Bay because we are the only adaptive boating program on the bay. There, uh, there is one in downtown uh, Baltimore in the Inner Harbor. But that's a far cry from sailing on the bay is that this place, the Annapolis Adaptive Boating Center, is 100% ADA accessible. In fact, our docks exceed ADA standards. And the facility is also 100% sustainable. We have solar panels on the roof of this building, and it was designed to face north with this 18-foot glass wall with a ceiling that slopes down to 10 feet on the south side of the building, so that 15 degree angle is perfect for solar panels. And that's why this building is shaped the way it is. Like the triangle. So our electric bills now are $16 a month in this building. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't think there's many that can claim that. And then with BGE, we were able to tie in the boathouse and the restrooms uh, at that end of the property, along with the marina, into the solar. And that's $16 a month for those facilities. And at the end of the year, we're going to get a check from BGE when it's all said and done. By putting it back out into the grid. Putting that back there. That is unbelievable. Now, who are you serving right now? Who's who's coming to crab sailing here? We, uh, last year, our first year at the Adaptive Boating Center, served 38 different nonprofits. So this isn't just crab doing crab sailing with families. We're working with Kennedy Krieger, uh, Maryland School for the Blind, uh, Montgomery County Stroke Association, the autism group, um, Down Syndrome group. We have Baywoods, which started the Baywoods Yacht Club, and guess who the Yacht Club is? (laughs) Crab. So the elderly. Who many of them used to have boats and love boating, but because they're more infirmed now, they never thought they would go boating again. And, and three blocks from them now, a crab gets built, and they come out and sail with us as well. So uh, our market is really unlimited. We served 1,200 guests last year in our six-month season, and uh, which 60% had disabilities. 
That's wild. I've got to imagine that it's a very empowering for somebody that, as you said, the, some of the seniors at Baywoods had, had thought, okay, my sailing days are over, and lo and behold, they're not. I've got to imagine that somebody moving into the area that lives in the area that maybe was a sailor, maybe wasn't a sailor, and just thought, oh, well, that's kind of cool that fully abled people can do, but that's not for me. But to be able to get them out onto an adaptive craft, either as a passenger or active participant, has got to be so empowering and so rewarding to you and your staff. Well, it is, and I generally call it it's a symbiotic relationship that our volunteers and staff have with our guests because when they come here, they're used to secondhand sort of rundown facilities or if it's outdoor recreation, they're only a small part of a community program. Here, we are 100% adaptive. They are who we're focused on. Everything here has been designed to make a disability a non-issue. So when they get here, we're only focused on their ability. That's all. So they come here, they are boarded with special equipment onto our boats. They have uh, the racing car bucket seats with four-point harness belts. And then when we take them out sailing, maybe the biggest surprise for them is, is they're not going for a ride. They have to sail the boat. <laughs> so we take their hand and put it on the tiller and their family or friends may have the jib sheet or the main sheet and they're instructed by the crab skipper or crew member how to raise the sail or adjust the jib or the main and they sail the boat. So when they come back in, they're just absolutely gobsmacked in that they never thought they'd get on a boat they really never thought they would sail one or could and now they've done both and they come back and they're hugging and kissing the volunteer skipper and crew and saying what a great time they had that was like vacation or as um, one young guy said after he sailed with us, and he looked at, we actually had a young skipper on there, so everybody's not in their 60s or 70s as a volunteer <laughs> skipper. But he looked at him and said, you know, I want to thank you for taking me the farthest I've ever been from my wheelchair and the memories of the accident that put me in it. And that is so moving and so profound but it gives you a great concept of what's, what it does for someone. I can't imagine the reward that the skipper got when you hear that. I mean, that is life-changing. That's just something that would never be forgotten on both parts of that, both sides. Well, he called me as soon as he got to shore to tell me, and I was in the office working, you know, trying to get more grants. Right. And uh, I started crying right then when I heard it. And I've repeated it before, and I've cried when I've repeated it. But it does, as you say, John, it gives you a real feeling for what it does for our guests. And what I try to explain to people is, is our guests may have disabilities, 
but they're no different than you or me. We love sailing. We love going out on the water. So just because they have a disability doesn't mean they've lost that love or that interest. They just can't get there. And you've got to give them away. Yes, we have. Is there a disability, is there a range of disabilities that you can't handle? Or haven't you found it? I mean, I know, I know the last time we spoke, you talked about you know, getting somebody that's in a wheelchair that may be you know, you know, immobile, that you've got lifts that'll swing out and we can place them in the seats. You talked about the seats that have the harnesses. Uh, I think you even told me about their, they've got some boats that you can uh, use blowing a yes. straw or something. Sip and puff system. Sip and puffs. Uh, you know, so I can't think of anything that, you know, is not adaptable. Well, the only issue we have, and it depends on the capacity of our lifts. So if a person is just so large, then we can't get them on a boat because the lift isn't stressed okay. to be able to do that. But last year we acquired a 40-foot Gemini catamaran, and we have now modified a ramp that someone in a wheelchair can roll right down on the boat, and we installed tracks in the boat, just the same as a van with seat belts that can hold the wheelchair in place while you're out on the water. So if someone makes the decision they don't want to get out of their chair, they don't want to be put in a lift, they can roll their chair right onto this boat and go out boating. And what we're going to add this year with it is fishing. So we'll be able to offer our guests the opportunity to go fishing. Is this open to, I mean, you've talked about the different groups that you've worked with. Uh, I mean, is this purely groups membership type of a thing? I mean, if, if there is somebody that you know, has a disability that just would like to try sailing. Um, you're obviously not putting somebody out on a boat and saying, okay, have fun. You've got, you've got the skippers that go with them. But are there, I, I'm going to say, like, if I want to go play bowling, okay, I can go and they've got open bowling times. Do you guys have something similar like that where an individual can come down with, you know, say they're, maybe their they're kids or their spouse and get out on the bay? Yes, we do. We call that family sail time. So an individual with a disability who has friends or family members who they'd like to go sailing with or by themselves. We had a woman from Chicago who looked up adaptive boating when she was touring Washington, D.C., and crab came up, and she saw that we were only 35 miles away from D.C., and she took an Uber from her hotel in D.C. out to Sandy Point and went sailing with us. And she had a wheelchair. So she just got the Uber that could take a wheelchair. But no, we have individuals. We have people come in from states all over the area who want to experience sailing on Chesapeake Bay. And they come in from Florida, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, all over. That's wild. And you know, you talked about the ADA compliance, uh, and I wouldn't even say compliance, the excess of this building. And as I look around into, this is, I guess this is a giant classroom. It is, a I, learning I, center, as we call uh, it. I look at the, the tables are spaced far apart to accommodate you know, somebody that might be in a wheelchair. You've got the electronics to be able to 
you know, yep. to, the, the TV screen is one of the larger ones that I've ever, <laughs> you know, ever seen for, you know. These tables go up or down, depending on if a guest is in an electric wheelchair and would like more height. Right. So these move up and down. All of the desks in our offices move up and down. So if someone is hired in, uh, who needs a wheelchair and have accessibility to a desk, they're accommodated there. The two restrooms here are both ADA. One has a roll-in shower, which I'll be happy to show you. The sink in our galley has uh, a door and a special sink so that someone in a wheelchair can roll under the sink and be able to use it or wash dishes, although I've not seen anybody <laughs> here in a wheelchair wash dishes. But you'll notice that the microwave convection oven is a at bit lower level. and everything else. Sure. So everything was designed here for someone who is uh, disabled. And again, uh, down by the water, we have three ADA restrooms right there. So just like everybody else, when they see the water, all of a sudden they have to go to the bathroom. Why is that? I don't know, but it, I don't care if you have a disability or you don't. You have to go. And so beautiful restrooms right down by the water. Well, what else is this facility used for? Okay, we talked that we have a learning center here, and I'm presuming this is for the sailors that are going out, learn how to sail. I mean, the basic... No, uh, they actually don't come in here. No, they park their cars, which we have uh, 25 parking spaces, seven are handicapped parking spaces. You're only required to have one. The city asks us, do you really need that many? <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah. And two of them are actually EV charging stations for volunteers or guests with their vehicles. And right. we do have people charging their vehicles here. Um, but the facility was designed so you will not see a single step, a single handrail, anything, because it is at grade. This building had to be lowered on the property site about six to seven feet to be closer to the grade to the oh, parking okay. lot. Right. It was, it was a uh, it was higher up yeah, was on the, the hill here. Was up on the hill. So everything was lowered for that purpose. The pavilion here, people love it to have lunch in in the summer. It has two fans, lights, speakers, but it also has a rear-mounted projection uh, stand in the ceiling, and we have an 11-foot by 8-foot screen that goes in front so that we can do movies on the lawn in the summertime. The lawn is zoysia grass, so it's I like being it's on nice a carpet. I see that it's yellow right here in, yeah. the, in the winter. <laughs> it's, it's like a carpet out there. It won't turn into a mosh pit right. when uh, people are on it. Uh, the picnic tables all have concrete pads under them so that a guest in a wheelchair can roll up and participate in the lunch, just like their friends or family members. When we had DNR here, they looked at the docks, and uh, they helped pay for the docks, and they said these docks could win an award. Who knew? I didn't know there were Oscars for docs, but apparently they said ours were the best they had seen. So uh, we're very glad to hear that. And, you know, it's just not them. We hosted, you ask who else we have here, U.S. Access Board, which is the federal entity under the Department of Justice that sets ADA standards. They came here to go sailing and boating with us and then they held their quarterly board meeting in here, had lunch, had the screen going with a lady typing in the words so those who were deaf could see what was being said. Everything was all set up for them, and they just loved it. And one of the interesting things that 
we've heard from a lot of people is this. We have one handicapped parking space because, long story short, the other ones were not technically considered ADA accessible. They are. Okay. But we didn't want to argue. So we said, okay, they're reserved for crab guests. <laughs> and that's why you'll see the logo of crab in these spaces, which is not too dissimilar than the handicapped the parking handicap logo. One. But the good thing about it that just we lucked out is because we were refused to call those DOT handicapped accessible, we didn't have to put the sign up that's required for the space. And the people from Access Board said, you know what, just because a place is accessible doesn't mean it has to be ugly. And you guys have the parking spaces for us, but you didn't have to put the signs up that blocked the view to the water and were distracting. And I hadn't thought of that. I, I didn't either. I mean, I think as I rolled up through your driveway, you know, through the gates, and you, you sit there in this expanse of view. I mean, we're speaking right now in January, but there's a fog over Back Creek. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. You've probably got one of the nicest properties in town. That was something, that's a word we're going to have to add to the mural, and we've told Cindy she's got to come back, but <laughs> word that's most common among our guests is how beautiful it is. It was designed and planned that way, and then someone even told me, you know, Bo, you can say that, but you have no idea how many times it doesn't come out the way you designed and planned something. This came out exactly, exactly what you wanted from where every bush is, every plant is, everything and how it looks. I wasn't by accident. I was on this job site every single day for a year and a half. Cracking the whip? <laughs> well, I had somebody to do that, but uh, a lot of the subcontractors appreciated it because they said, we got instant information from you on what should be done if we had a question, and you didn't change your mind. Once you said it, it was done. So it worked out great, and... Uh, you know, we're really pleased with that. And, uh, you know, we're open from April through October. And then after that, if someone from the general public wanted to come and see what's here, uh, they have a right between November 1 and March 1 to call us up, uh, make an appointment, and we can let them come and stroll the grounds and see uh, what this facility is all about. We just can't do it during the season sure. when we have our guests here. Sure. Now, you guys get your money. You're a nonprofit. Okay, so obviously we can donate. We can go to crabsailing.org, and I'm sure there's a big old button right on the website that says we'll take all the money you want to give us, as there should be. Volunteer skippers you talked about. Do you need volunteers, and what's involved in becoming a volunteer here with Crab? Well, we have about 170 volunteers who donated over 3,800 hours last year of their time, which is a lot. We had... 60 volunteers that donated over 25 hours each, which is a fair That's, amount yeah. uh, for a six-month period. So if you want to be a skipper, you have to have extensive sailing experience. We don't teach someone how to be a skipper. Right. You, you have to be a right. sailor. So it's not necessarily a big boat. Our boats are 22 feet. What you do is you'll come in, you go through a background check, which is common for any nonprofit these sure. days. Then you move into reading our operations and safety manual, which is about 40 pages. Two-thirds of it addresses working with people with disabilities because 
that is our focus. That's what we want you to know and learn. And there's little things that you work through that aren't common to the way we think, but they're not difficult, and it puts you in a position of working with our guests that makes them feel very comfortable and like they are at a professional organization. After that, you go to sales as a crew person under observation with a, a trained skipper. Right. Then you go to sales as the skipper under observation, and then you get signed off by a fleet director if all goes well. Now, if you need more time or work, then we'll provide that to you, and you'll continue to stay under observation until you're signed off. And are there other opportunities other than a skipper on? on sure. The we need crew on the boat, so we teach people who may not have been on a boat how to be a crew person and help the skipper and help raise sails, how to ensure that the guests are comfortable, being aware of their changes, or if any, that we need to be concerned about. Also, we have dock support people who help with tying the lines up, casting the boats off, registering people, or at our events. So we have the Don Backey Memorial Crab Regatta that we host with the Annapolis Yacht Club and the all-important Crab Cup, which is hosted by the Eastport Yacht Club in August. And that's our largest fundraiser. So uh, we need people to help us set it up and help manage and, and run the whole event because that's one of the largest parties in Annapolis. We had 600 people last year at the right, party. Right, right. And that's, that's the part of the Triple Crown, right? With the, yes, uh, it is. The Hospice and Leukemia Cup, right? Well, Leukemia has changed its name to Maryland Cures Cancer. Okay. And the uh, funds now go to the Maryland uh, Medical uh, Cancer Center. Okay, but it's, that's the same. Yeah. The, the, that's the three? Same people that are, and that are yeah, doing three it. events. So that event, the Maryland Cures Cancer, is in June. Our event's in August, and then the Hospice Cup's in September. That's awesome. Now, and there's the trophy, by the way, over in the case. You, you, you guys have it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question for you, and I don't know whether um, this is a stupid question or not, but they say there's no stupid questions. Wednesday night races, do you participate in them? We don't at this time. However, I'm glad you asked because we're very interested in getting someone to donate a J-105. We figured that boat, which is one of the most popular mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the city, uh, could be easily modified to accommodate our guests. And then what we want to do is have the big asymmetrical with the crab logo on it out sailing. And to make, uh, make it a little sweeter for a donor is, is you can continue to be the skipper on that boat and we'll teach you how to work with our crab guests and, and have other able-bodied uh, crab skippers on board who we know would love to come out. I've, I've, the reason I asked is I just thought it would be an amazing experience for one of your guests that, you know, okay, I've never been able to get out sailing, much less in a competitive environment. Right. Well, the Crab Cup is a pursuit race that 90 boats are in, and our fleet participates in that. So they... Uh, get that opportunity. And then the Don Backey uh, is our six boats, and they're all competing against each other. Now, how did Crab get formed way back when? And, and I mean, you're going on back in 91 it was started. And you, yes. 35 years. It was started by Don Backey, uh, who had been a headmaster and then at private schools and then uh, was in real estate. And 
in his 50s, he was in a car accident and became paralyzed. And like many people who are middle-aged, become paralyzed. And he was a very, very active fellow and a sailor, uh, became depressed. So his friends saw that and noticed it and said, look, we got to get Don back out on a boat. So hooker by crook, since there wasn't any equipment around then, there was no customized boat, they got him on a boat and took him out sailing. And he loved it. And when he came back, he said, I have got to do this for other people. And he got four boats donated to him, Independence Freedom 20s. He started Crab in 91, and it was operated out of his home uh, with friends and volunteers. And they were at Sandy Point from the beginning, and uh, they were pretty hand-to-mouth. And then in 2012, they sponsored uh, Matt Rutherford to sail around the Americas. And that event raised a lot of money for Crab and help keep it going. And then Don retired from the board in 2012. He passed away in 2013. And then there was a a series of uh, executive directors that came through between then and 2016. And then I came on board in 16. What a wonderful legacy for him to leave behind. Well, that's his picture up there in the mural. If you'll uh, go and look at that last Uh skipper it's Don's face coming in with the boat at dusk. So, and then it's named the Don Backey Learning right. Center as well. We're trying to keep his ideal and, and what his plans were. A lot of people told me, he goes, this was always his dream. And I said, well, here we are. Let's make it real. Yep. Well done. How else can we support crab? People that are listening. I mean, we can obviously... Well, you can donate, as you said. Uh, That's easy on the website. We rent the facility out, too. Oh, okay. So weddings, divorces, uh, parties, you know, uh, whatever you want could be done here. Uh, And this is a beautiful location for for an outdoor wedding. Oh, exactly. And if you had a boat that you wanted to come up and board here and head over to uh, the Inn at Perry cabin for your honeymoon. Right. You could have your wedding here, get on that boat, and be over uh, in St. Michael's in an hour. Is that year-round? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the season is April to October, but... This facility is year-round. Okay. You asked about you know, guests coming in here. Not They don't come in here that often because they get out of their car, and they're coming to go sailing. Right. They're not coming to... Come into a learning center. I mean, it's right. it's nice. What, and what interesting. is? I mean, do you use? Do you have a learn to sail program for your guests? Yes. Well, we have. Uh, we're doing video training programs. We wanted to get a good handle on our facilities and our docks and how our boats work. So now we're going to video do these video training programs, and then we'll put them online so a guest could click on it and see. Okay, and here's the guest driving in, getting out of their vehicle, getting checked in, getting a PFD and then going down the dock, getting lifted into the boat, and sailing off. So they'd be able to comfortably, from their own home, see what the experience was going to be like and process. what the facility looked like. Now, in addition to the training programs here, just last week we did a music therapy program in here for people with disabilities. So they came here, and we had an instructor here. We're going to do yoga next. That's why the carpet isn't real soft, because Mm -hmm. the padding isn't under it that would uh, normally be associated with uh, 
the Annapolis Yacht Club right. or something. But here, the wheelchairs need a firm, firm base firm. to be on. So we could do sit-down volleyball in here, uh, stringing that up. That's why it was designed the way it is. So it could be full use. We're going to do training programs using ASA racing videos. They gave us permission to do that. So we'll have it on the big screen TV here. And we've got some of our hot shot racers at Crab to come in and teach it. So we're going to teach that to our volunteers and other outside interested people as well. So there is no limit to what we can do here. What's the future for Crab? I mean, are there other programs that you're looking to bring in? Are you uh, looking to build another one in Southern Maryland? Or, uh... <laughs> well, people ask us all the time if we would like to franchise in Florida or North Carolina uh, or some other location. And I'm never going to say never, uh, but right now we're getting a handle on this facility and keeping it strong. But other options that we're going to create this coming year, or excuse me, 2024, uh, is radio-controlled sailing. So we've got the sailboats. We have two that were donated to us by a volunteer skipper, and we're acquiring four more. So we have Art Savage, one of our longtime skippers, who is going to fund the radio-controlled sailboat program here. So we have an 80-foot T-head of which we'll be able to set the marks up out our docks here. And it's not navigable out there because the channel's all the way on the other right. side of Back Creek. So we'll be able to have a very nice sailing program here for people who may be kids who are yeah. well, love a controller in their hand or people in wheelchairs who just flat out don't want to get on a boat and come in and then race the sailboat. So we're going to do that. And as I mentioned, we're going to do fishing uh, next year. We just were talking with a fishing expert who can take that program and take people where they're actually fish. Right. So you're really coming into making this a, a waterfront, I don't want to say a resort, but a waterfront facility uh, for all sort of water sports. I mean, it's not necessarily just sailing. I mean, you're talking fishing, we're talking remote right. sailing, uh, or even just hanging out and watching the, you know, the tide come in. Well, we do have people come up. Uh, we had a couple, a uh, couple months ago, come in and sit down and Obviously, we're not part of a program, and I went out, asked, could I help them? And it turned out it was a husband and wife who had driven from uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, on their way to Johns Hopkins for treatment for his wife, and they just wanted to have a beautiful place to see the water before they went up for her treatment and uh, how they pulled our site up, I have no idea, but they did, and they had their lunch on the picnic table, and we had a very, very nice conversation, and a week later, they sent us a check saying, thank you, we loved being there, and it was, it was wonderful. But yeah, I mean, other programs could be like wakeboarding behind the catamaran. Uh, we could have it right. set up for that. The, the challenge there versus other places that offer kinds of, mm -hmm. of sports like that is we have sea nettles here in, on the bay, <laughs> and they're not conducive to putting people in the water. That's something like looks good, less filling. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. What drives Bo Bollinger? Why, why, why did you get into this? I mean, obviously you have a love for sailing. Yes, uh, and you I have all my life. for years and 
What was it that, about Crab that attracted you in 2016? Well, in 1989, I actually started a charity event in Washington, D.C. that is now the largest aviation charity event that raises money for, originally it was for uh, Corporate Angel Network to arrange for cancer patients to fly on the empty seats of business aircraft for treatment. And we raised on our heyday $140,000 from that one-day event for that program. Now it uh, benefits Veterans Airlift Command, and it's close to $3 million that it's raised. And uh, I was running it uh, for 25 years uh, with volunteers. And so I'm not new to starting a 501c3 and building it up and making it successful. And when I came onto the CRAB board, I could see the great ideas that people like Brian Jameson had or uh, Ernie Shinneman and others who had been here, but it just wasn't getting the traction. And when the position for the executive director was open, I was sort of in between jobs, deciding whether I was going to retire or keep working. And so I said I would come to work here uh, for free, and I'd bring my wife, who had just left the Medal of Honor Foundation as uh, the head of administration of finance there. And the two of us ran Crab for basically a year and a half. Lived in Alexandria, commuted to Annapolis, lived on our boat on Spot Creek, would fill up the cooler and come here, live for four days, go back home, rake leaves, cut bushes, get the mail, <laughs> do the laundry, and then come back here. And we did that for you know, a year and a half. And finally, I said, we're going to need a bigger boat or a house, which that was my mistake. I gave an option. So, <laughs> so guess we have a house. So do you have a, and, and a boat. <laughs> a boat is still our boat here, eight blocks from our house. But we moved to Eastport, and uh, it's been fabulous. It really has. I mean, like we said in the beginning of this conversation, what drives you? Uh, if you come here and see our guests and how they react and how they feel, get in a boat with them and go sailing and see it three feet away. It hooks you and you know that you have really done something special for someone. And you know also that with the things we've done in our lives, John, crazy things where there could have been a slip, a fall, or somebody mm -hmm. runs a light, uh, does whatever, where we could be in a wheelchair if something else hadn't happened, and that could have been easily us. Sure. And so being able to help people who don't have all the advantages we have is really tremendous, and we're in a growth market. The bell curve of baby boomers is moving to the right, and they are going to have plenty of disabilities, and there's going to be a lot of them who want to continue enjoying the outdoors and our beautiful Chesapeake Bay. So you think the senior market is probably going to be growing? That's going to be... It'll be huge. Yeah. And, of course, we still balance that out with getting the kids from underserved communities out on the water. We work with, uh, we're gonna work with Seeds for Success this year. We also work with Anne Arundel County Police and the city of Annapolis right. Police, and they bring the kids out and they have a ball. 
you're not working. I mean, this is you're, this this is not work for you. I I gather. Uh, I mean, it, it may be employment, but it's not uh, it's not work. I mean, you're doing this for what it does for others, and I mean, this is something that's special to Annapolis, special for Crab, and you know. Who would have thought, and uh, you know, Don would have thought, I guess, back in 1991, that it was. Uh, well, believe me, I'd love to have had Don here at the ribbon cutting. Well, I suggest anybody go check out what they do is crabsailing.org. Uh, if you have the need to rent a facility, this um, I'm guessing to take a couple hundred people, you know, outside and inside and everything else. A beautiful location. Uh, well above, it sits above Back Creek, so you've got a, you're looking down on it. Uh, it's wonderful. You've got a, for a wedding, if you have some relatives that may be a little bit uh, mobility compromised, this is perfect for them. They've got wheelchairs and walkers can go absolutely anywhere. There's, uh, and it's, it's a real oasis for folks that are having any kind of disability that's uh, right here at the end of Bemby Beach Road in, in Annapolis. And I thank you for spearheading and your tenacity of getting this done and you know shaking all the people down for the money to, to get it done which is which is a horrible part of the job but it's a necessary part and i you know everybody if you you know take a look at what they do and as both said you know we're all very close to being a guest here uh if we, if we look back on our lives and i mean i've said that countless times it's you know i have no real right to be my age with, the, with some of the, the crap I've pulled in, in my youth. And think about what you can do to help, and whether that be to volunteer, to spread the word about the organization. Uh, if you have somebody in your life that is mobility impaired or impaired in any number of ways, um, I, you know, if, if you're deaf, uh, to be able to come out and see the bay. If you're blind, to be able to come out and hear the bay. This is all uh, different ways to ignore, ignore, erase, minimize any kind of a disability that you have. And, you know, thank you for your leadership. And uh, I can't wait to see how this continues to grow and grow and all the great stories coming out of Crab. Well, John, come back this summer and uh, interview some of our guests so you can get if you... firsthand, <coughs> up close and personal. If you can hook me up with one of your guests, I would love to come down. And my New Year's resolution is to get better on video. So I, am, I would love to come down and get some video of the program in action and be able to talk to uh, some of the guests that have, you know, that have gone out and have crab changed their life. We have some great ones. I, I told one one time that uh, this is what I wanted you to tell me after you come off the ramp off the Gemini. And he goes, Bo, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. And when he came up the ramp, he was talking away in his wheelchair all the way up and off. He nailed it. He goes, see? <laughs> got it. Bo, thank you so much for your time. And again, congratulations. This is a gem, a true gem on the Chesapeake Bay that you've uh, taken Don's vision and made it into a reality for uh, hundreds of people. I know that uh, I think on your website it saw that since 91 you've uh, served over 19,000 guests. Um, At least, yes. Which is... Uh, the so record keeping wasn't that great in the old days, <laughs> but uh, it's really <laughs> good now. One, two, three. <laughs> so, but uh, 
you know, thousands of people here, you're making a difference and allowing them to enjoy life a lot more than they may have not otherwise. So thank you so much. That's true. Thank you, John. We'll look forward to seeing you back. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.